with increasing number of fashion and lifestyle influencers claiming to be sustainability influencers are they becoming a threat to the growing movement how are the terms influencer and advocate different or are they the same do we need to put in place certain checks and balances to see if your favorite influencer is truly sustainable or is just using the hashtags to trend all this and more with my guests and speakers for this episode please welcome devyani kapoor sustainable fashion advocate and founder shuffling suitcases and mridula joshi zero waste advocate and founder of ulisu You're listening to Ethically Yours, a podcast to simplify sustainability, and I'm your host, Darshana. A report stated that over the last five years, brands have collaborated with social media influencers across channels to generate awareness, and influencer marketing grew from an ancillary marketing tactic to a whopping five to ten billion dollar industry. The job of an influencer typically revolves around creating content that might get the brands the reach, leads and even sales conversions. While this might sound straightforward for industries like food, tech, travel, fitness or even fashion and beauty, the landscape changes when we talk about sustainability. Let's start with you Devyani. What are your thoughts on this? Well honestly if you ask me since I belong to the same strata of people who call themselves influencers I started my journey as a fashion blogger I have worked with uh, the biggest of fast fashion brands also and I'm not I'm not ashamed of you know uh, sort of saying that I did uh, but it was only when I understood what I was doing was wrong was when I started to do my own research and you know towards the end of the journey i started to call myself an advocate a sustainability advocate so uh, i understand that these days every second person is an influencer i feel it is the most uh, used word these days because everybody wants to somehow influence other people it's become like the new thing you know if you're an influencer you've arrived so i understand that we have used and abused the word influencer and now i think we are on the journey of doing the same with people who call themselves sustainability advocates you need to understand uh, being an advocate comes with a lot of responsibility and for the past 7 years of me being in the industry and initially being in the space of being a fashion blogger to now being a sustainability advocate i've seen how the graph really goes up you know it becomes the new thing and everybody wants to get onto the bandwagon i think that is what is happening with sustainability advocates now pridula you are sharing your life with your audiences and showing them how to live a zero waste life i mean you are legit influencing people's day to day habits would you still not call yourself a sustainability influencer i think the word comes by default because of you know our platform and the way we um, run it you know if um, i wouldn't be called an influencer if i got popular on i don't know maybe facebook or you know via some other uh, method i think i'm called an influencer because i first started as a individual blog and now i am a business so it's a bit difficult to clarify to people but um yeah i mean the word makes me icky but i do understand everything i say everything i do does influence 
uh, the day to day of people's lives who follow me and um, i think um, when i see most influencer pages that are doing well they are usually um, because of a few categories of content that they create either the content is extremely funny and everyone loves enjoying that or the content is extremely aesthetic and everyone loves watching it but when it, when it comes to talking about sustainability you are not selling anything funny or you know anything that looks very artistic you are basically educating people so it's very um, it's very tricky to call yourself an influencer for something that you know um, for something sustainability related because you need to have you need to have that responsibility to show that you are just as clueless as the rest of the people following their content you know you need to have that humility you need to show that you are in a process and you haven't reached the destination and um, that i think should be very important for anyone who tries to talk about sustainability online and as much as possible i know we have reached that point where a lot of sustainable influencers have shown themselves as the perfect representation of it and they've shown a very perfect version of it but i think we have crossed that stage now and we need as many people to be as realistic as possible uh, while talking about sustainability now so um like both of you actually i've had a certain time in my life that i used to run an online marketplace too um and as part of fairtrunk we used to really question the brands on their sustainability practice before we actually got them on board and that was purely to ensure that what we were offering our audiences and um our consumers was you know a truly honest product um so as an influencer or as an advocate and not as an entrepreneur of your marketplaces if you were approached by a brand what sort of checks and balances would you look out for before actually going ahead um and promoting that product so um like i said darshana i have been working with brands since 2013 which was my first time ever to work with a brand called allen soli of course a fast fashion brand but back then i had no idea that i was working with a fast fashion brand because hardly did we know about slow fashion fast fashion sustainability all these terms have uh, you know become the in thing very very recently it wasn't back then that we knew what we were working with but then constantly with me there was one thing that kept on coming back uh, which is why i actually started shuffling suitcases in 2017 every time i would work with a brand and a pr would approach me and tell me okay this is what we're going to pay you and this is what you're supposed to do you wear this you pose like this you post a copy which says this you use these hashtags and done so that was the entire cycle of how the events would happen when you would collaborate with an xyz brand now every time i would want to know a little more about the brand which were things like what is the team behind you know the brand i know of the label i know or i know of the designer's name but what beyond that i don't know anything apart from these two things that you've told me and every single time i would try and question these things they would either not want to work with me or not want to answer these questions this is actually what led you know for me to start shuffling suitcases where i wanted my brands to be absolutely transparent absolutely honest even if they were doing something wrong which was not a part of being a sustainable brand at least be honest about it so that is something that when i work with any brand today as an influencer or a sustainability advocate beyond you know running my brand this is what i want from them and this is what i ask of them i want them to be honest i want them to be transparent about you know how the brand works like if you check these two boxes for me we can talk beyond that ridula what would be your thoughts on this i 
I use the products that I sell on my marketplace. I've used it at least once, and I make sure I am completely happy with it uh, before I am confidently promoting it. Because uh, so many times, and we notice this uh, as people who are advocating for sustainable habits, there are so a lot of alternatives online, alternative products to help you live zero waste, um, which are you know promoted in a lot of excitement. But once someone uses it and they realize, hey, this is actually not as good as the thing that I'm replacing. I'm not completely happy with the experience. Uh, people don't give that feedback openly, you know, and because of that, products don't improve. Um, and and that was a main you know concern for me because if if I'm finding some product that is a plastic-free alternative can perfectly work with people who want to adjust around it, maybe. But um, I try and make sure that I can bring as many uh, products that regular people who are used to mainstream products can adapt to easily as well. You know, I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, in my personal journey also, I switched to a lot of products to be a little more mindful you know, ditch the toothpaste and then got into either those uh, uh, toothpaste tablets or, uh, you know, those charcoal powders or those baking soda and mint uh, powders. But what you said is so true. I think that transition is very difficult. And for somebody who may not be that committed, like the people in this room, it can really be putting off. I mean, what I do is also when I buy things for myself, I also gift it to my family saying, sub use karo, you know, like everybody, let's go through a transition. But that level of intent is different in different people. So even if I have not liked it the first couple of times, I'm like, no, no, it's for the greater good. Let's just go for it. Let's push for it. So as both of y'all who are selling products like that, what suggestions could you give to both the parties, you know, even brands need to up their game maybe and even consumers need to, you know, maybe get more involved or look at it from a different point of view. So how can we sort of bridge, bridge um, this gap? So basically the subject is about how we can make the pie grow bigger and, you know, how products can get better, right? So, um, I mean, I have a slightly different opinion on this. I feel like the laziest people innovate the best, right? So all these people who... Um, are making excuses or, you know, they're not completely happy with the sustainable products. They have good feedback to give. We should, we should listen to that feedback. You know, we should actually dive in and we should innovate more and more, but we have to keep in mind, we don't go back to the, you know, ways, old ways or the polluting ways or the polluting materials, but we keep that feedback in mind and use the, you know, sustainable materials and the knowledge that we have to create a much more superior product. And we have to keep in mind that, we are selling to people not just who care about sustainability or, or the planet, but who are just regular, everyday people who are busy with their lives. You know, um, I think if you remember that, market to that, cater to that, uh, that will grow the pie much bigger. Um, in, in such cases, being very particular about every, um, you know, label might not be the best. Um, at that time, what, you know, I have done something in my store as well. You know, I have made these kits where I have uh, curated all kinds of dental products in one kit, because I don't know what dental product you're going, alternative you're going to enjoy. You know, a lot of people don't like tooth powder and then they give up and they go back to their old toothpaste. Uh, then they try another product, then they don't like it. Then they give up on the whole idea of zero waste and they quit, you know? So, um, I, I wanted to create a market where it's like, Okay, if you're paranoid about this, here's an option for you. If you don't care about that, here's an option for you, you know. So create um, as many options as possible. 
and keep in mind there are all kinds of people who exist you know um and i think it's going to boom up really well that's very true and very promising mridula i have seen you share your journey at one of the events that we had done uh, in bombay when you spoke about your transition uh, to the lifestyle that you are living it was very honest and it was truly truly commendable with your work over the years and with the way you've been sharing your journey what kind of impact do you think that your work and your advocacy has made so far um and would you have any particular personal instances to share so i think what it has done as is it has made the idea of zero waste seem more achievable and not a, mor- a matter of morality or sainthood um i think we have re- managed to remove the gatekeeping nature of living sustainably and urban urban millennials who usually have several excuses to not make an effort can see themselves on our page because i constantly talk about my mistakes i constantly talk about the times i'm going wrong the social situations which you know curb my ability to be 100% sustainable all the time i think people see themselves in my stories and they still manage to see how i live zero waste despite all of that so um i think showing that imperfection and then showing that even in your worst these are the things that you can still do uh, has made a huge impact to my followers who you know send me messages like um i used to think i couldn't do it or i used to think this was only for you know privileged or you know i had given up long back and you have motivated me to restart again but like go easy on myself as well this time so uh, those are the kind of messages i tend to get a lot also i have to say especially with respect to zero waste living it's not a very glamorous side uh, of sustainability to talk about um so how do you sort of keep it glamorized because i think on instagram especially people want to look at uh, <laughs> beautiful things and i know that you don't go ahead and put that extra filter on what it is you are as real as anybody could get but do you think that there is a need to sort of um look at zero waste content from that point of view or people just have to grow into this reality no no i mean the only reason you're getting to see my real pictures is because i'm not that great at editing them <laughs> but i think that's just a happy coincidence um yeah i mean on, honestly there are a lot of influencers doing a great job of making it look good but i think um because i i don't take that kind of an effort to maybe do my room in a very instagram worthy way or you know keep paint my compost khamba in a very beautiful way so <laughs> you know i just don't have the time for it and um, i think that's part of my reality you know i'm i'm that you know um, regular middle class uh, apartment living girl who doesn't have the time to clean up her own room who's trying to live zero waste you know so it just adds to the part of the story for me but uh, if i had the ability to make it more aesthetic i definitely would i think some people are attracted by the beauty first and then the ideas they open up to the ideas later you know so um, that's definitely there but there's also a crowd of people who are tired of that who are like hey you know why why are we supposed to make it look pretty all the time i want something realistic so there's a crowd that exists for that as well um so i think you know um everyone is playing a very good role in influencing whoever they can and as the volume of people who are advocating increase the diversity in the pages will also increase you know you're going to see maybe a party girl having her own you know zero waste page or you know someone who's a corporate worker who has their own zero waste page i would love to see more diversity in people who are choosing to live sustainably um i don't i want the stereotype to go away like very sincerely 
when you talk about diversity and sustainability uh, devyani you did a sustainable wedding um and i think it was a hit i followed it uh, through and through uh, and i'm sure you inspire a lot of people um talk us through a little bit of that entire experience in fact only 10 minutes uh, before i got on to this uh, chat with you i was actually looking at my final video of the wedding so it it actually took me back and i am i'm superly refreshed right now to talk about you know how it was and what all happened i was very very sure when when the whole topic of you know getting married uh, started for me i knew i wanted to do a sustainable wedding i knew it won't be a 100% sustainable wedding but i wanted to do my part because people look up to me and if this is something that i would be able to sort of you know knock i would end up inspiring a lot of people and that is the actual age group of people who follow me from what i wore to how the wedding happened to the food to the stay we tried being as sustainable as we could you know my garments that were bought were actually fabrics that i bought myself and i looked up this one tailor in a very small shop in you know hoskas village i only had uh, two new garments that i actually got stitched one was my sari which came directly from the artisans i wore a jamdani dhakai and the other one was my reception outfit which was stitched by this uh, guy who was in hoskas that was my wardrobe and then coming over to uh, we did a very small wedding of 120 people in all kids inclusive so 120 people very restricted food we didn't want to waste food at all it was a complete one and a half day wedding so we repurposed things we reused things uh, the entire decor was done only once and we shifted things around to make it look exciting every single time we would get photos done and of course all my functions were day functions because we didn't want to use the generator so everything was done during the daytime except one function function which was the reception which was like the culmination of the entire thing uh, even the confetti that we used was actually leaves rather than those plastic usual confetti so this is how we did the entire thing little differences everywhere but actually in the end uh, it was the experience that people took back and they took back learnings from the wedding and that is exactly what i wanted to do many many congratulations um for that i think it is really um it's said to be the most important day of your life and uh, by doing this like you said i think it's a great opportunity to really involve your family um in something that we want a larger group of people to really do you know through our conversations maybe digitally or through our work circles we go about influencing so many people who we are not even related to but i think this is truly amazing and what i also like is that aspect of monetary sustainability that you brought into this you know i think uh, we talk about product and waste and what do we do about that but the entire mental exercise of knowing that sustainability is not really just product it's also practice and you know beliefs uh, to a large extent and on that note i think i also read somewhere that you are starting a consultancy to help people do more sustainable weddings is that correct that is actually correct and it's it boomed in uh, the pandemic more because people 
now know that you can do a small wedding and that is the only way that you can do it now i did it out of choice but i think people don't have a choice now so very soon after my wedding i started getting a lot of questions from my followers and their parents in fact saying that we want to do something like this can you help us can you connect us with people so i said with my schedule that i have connecting every single person with a vendor is going to be super difficult for me thankfully on my team i have somebody who is uh, an ex event planner and has also done uh, you know large level weddings so we all sat down and we said okay can we do something like this you know we want to influence people and we want to change the way people do things so i think if they are looking up to me and seeing that i can do it being the so called influencer why not a normal person and they also saw that you know you could do this while spending really less so i think that also really uh, sort of knocked the right doors and we did start that uh we did initiate conversations with a lot of people but because of the pandemic their wedding sort of got postponed so it didn't materialize as such but i do have a lot of leads that need to be sort of you know the ends need to be met once things get better great i wish you all the best uh unfortunately i got married 9 years ago but maybe for my 10th wedding anniversary we could do something uh more conscious mridulai uh, there is a very thriving community of um zero waste practitioners and influencers also in the country i see a lot of facebook groups i see a lot of people following you who are also exchanging experiences and notes let's say in the next 5 years what do you see the landscape for sustainability influencers zero waste included um in india to be like yeah i mean right now um two years ago if you wanted to go zero waste you could do that if you joined a facebook group and you exchanged advice you know uh, with people who had lived before that way or you know who have been living that way for a long time but what i hope in 5 years and what is the objective with the work that i'm doing is that i make the information more open source and uh, you know you don't have to run through 10 people and you know take like personal consultancy with like uh, only one or two people that you know in your life in order to go zero waste because that also really constricts the kind of information that you have it comes from a biased place it comes from a place or one or two people with their preferences right uh and you might end up viewing the entire zero waste movement as that person's uh, interpretation of it so what i'm hoping in next 5 years is that the information gets as open source as possible uh you know a lot of things a lot of people are introduced to zero waste in a very misled way you know um they think that maybe getting um green wash products is a great way to you know uh, reduce their impact and they only later after one or two years of using the product they realized oh my god that's that's actually not the solution you know and we have seen that example with your um biodegradable garbage bags which don't really biodegrade or you know biodegradable sanitary pads which don't really biodegrade you know so uh, people are now slowly learning that and now it's uh, getting like this kind of knowledge is becoming more and more common place and i'm really hoping that has been because people are making um, education more on on zero waste more democratic so i think in 5 years hopefully you will not depend on one or two influencers to go zero waste you will um, you know you will know how to look up the information yourself there'll be enough available online that it's common knowledge and anyone will know how to go zero waste just as easily as they know how to stay fit or how to exercise or how to you know do any kind of um, discipline or habit related changes devyani with respect to um fashion it's a little more complicated you know there are too many people like zero waste still has a very straightforward path to it you know that you 
switch to certain habits day to day or you switch certain products but fashion is complicated you know there is every new brand who's coming up every day saying hey i am the most sustainable thing on planet earth um there is a new influencer cropping up every day calling themselves conscious or positive or mindful so in the next 5 years what is important maybe let's say that somebody who is a regular fashion blogger right now and is on the way to become green the so called green what is important for that person to look out for what is it that he or she should be mindful of i think darshana the first thing would be for them to realize what they're doing if that realization doesn't happen i don't think the process moves forward they need to start questioning the right people they need to start looking for answers rather than you know wearing something and influencing other people they need to actually go back and do their own research if you don't do that i don't think your influence is a positive influence anybody today could wear you know a garment coming from a so called sustainable brand and call themselves a sustainable blogger that is not how things work like you can't be wearing zara on one day and promoting their sale and on the other day wearing a sustainable brand and saying hey from today now i'm a sustainable blogger that is not how it works you need to choose one direction for yourself first you need to decide which way do you really want to go is it the sustainable way forever or is it a way where you also include the h&ms and the zaras of the world while balancing your act with you know being a sustainable blogger so i think one is the understanding of what you really want to do you need to be very clear with that second you need to accept what you were doing was wrong and now you want to convert yourself so i think that is where it start there is a very gray area and there's a very thin line between on this of you know being this side or that side it's a very catch 22 sort of a situation but i think uh, from where we were to where we are in the whole fashion industry we've taken a huge leap and it only grows from here people are also getting very smarter day by day so they know what they have to ask and that's what i see on instagram every single day if there's a blogger who's posted something they actually go back and question and put a link of the post before and say okay oh you were promoting zara and today you're calling yourself a sustainable blogger so i think this sort of a understanding and acceptance and the right questions have started you know cropping up so from here i think we're taking the right direction uh so what devyani spoke about was you know it's perfect when someone's um, i i'm talking from the perspective of a person who will be following these pages right so uh, that would be perfect uh, we, we need like much better um, ideals and you know influencers to look up to when they're speaking about sustainability and i'm being introduced to it for the first time but say i have been living sustainably for 3 years now right and my principles and my foundations are intact i know that even if i watch any other influencer who's wearing zara on h&m i'm not going to go back to that mindset ever again so in 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 those conditions also i have noticed you need to just reach a point where you are self assured that no matter which influencer you see online you know what is the right thing to do you know that you know they are just doing it to earn money or you know they are just doing it because they're in the trap of you know having to get more and more followers or you know more um you know just earn more in general and you you can try and see value of influencers beyond that for example there's this one popular um influencers like i'm i'm not going to take her name but she obviously does fast fashion you know uh promotions and things like that but the essence of her fashion blog is about restyling as much as possible you know uh, trying to come up with as many uses out of the clothes that you have in your wardrobe as much as possible 
and uh, you know not not feeling the need to buy something new to look new you know so that foundation is intact and as someone who's living sustainably i can see value in that kind of content as well but yeah in the beginning stages when you're a newbie it is very important to cut off from any influence that can you know make you feel like shopping more and maybe once you've reached a more mature stage you can go back to interacting with the real world to stay uh, aware of you know how everyone else is talking like i think uh, as as a human nature our wants will never end so you know when you see something exciting let's say at 11 pm in the night while you're on your bed you're scrolling through your instagram you see something exciting forget being sustainable or you know uh, slow or ethical or the terms that we use somewhere down the line we actually tend to slip and every time that reminder to come back to you that this is not what you want to choose this is not what you want or this is not what you need in your life is very difficult so i think we we all tend to slip and i think i know of the influencer that you're talking about what we forget seeing actually is they actually hold up to every single time tell you that hey i match this with this the new this is actually a new product so we need to see it through and that will only come when we actually have the knowledge when we actually start digging deeper in this whole uh, you know sustainability and and living slow and living ethically we actually need to start digging deeper and that will only come when you start questioning so it all actually goes back to start questioning and that's when you will actually realize what is happening around you and where you need to cut yourself and stop yourself i totally agree with both of you all um, personally i have discovered a very powerful hack to curb this human instinct of just going behind whatever's pretty is you look at it you go till the step of checking out and you leave and then you forget about it if it haunts you then you give it a second try and then you leave it again so you're basically teasing your hormones so badly to a point where you realize that boss i don't need it and i think that has really worked for me it's it's me playing mind games with myself but i think whatever works works so um do you think we need to add some sort of an index to evaluate the credibility and consistency um for the kind of content that is coming out from these um self proclaimed sustainability influencers or at large in the future for people who are calling themselves um sustainability experts or uh, influencers i really think uh, that with this whole influencer bit rising every single day we need to have some sort of a regularization we need to have some sort of a scrutiny because today if you actually see the reach of a newspaper versus the reach of a certain influencer the influencer is actually influencing more people as compared to how the newspapers are doing today so we need to really really go back all of us maybe need to come together and see what needs to be done because if the influence goes in the wrong direction we're all screwed together yeah i think influencers are not reporters so it should be one thing that is very clear um made clear by the influencers themselves that do not come to me to seek uh the most verified resources but understand i'm i'm a human just as much as you going through this journey so you know uh, be open to uh, disagreeing with each other and you know uh, understanding a middle ground with that disagreement i think that's very important 
Great. I think this has been an interesting conversation. And uh, before we really close this, I have a few uh, personal questions. One is like a very utopic question where if you were to imagine an idealistic world, uh, what would that look like for the two of you? I don't know. I still haven't found the answer, but I think a perfect world for me would be where I'm growing the pie. I'm, I'm seeing people making more space in their wardrobes for slow fashion and slow living as opposed to how much right now they have, you know, fast fashion. The day when I see that the wardrobe space, the entire wardrobe space, the slow fashion has a, has a little more space than the fast fashion. I think that personally for me, since I'm in the whole fashion sphere, would be the perfect world, would be the world where I would be very happy about the choices that people are making. So I have not as much of a positive uh, response for this question because I think it is in our nature to fight all the time as, you know, community uh, over ideas, over what is right, what is wrong, and all of us tend to be split in most cases, right? So um, I think a sign of success would be, um, you know, how we've seen the feminist movement grow in the last few decades. And now we have reached a point where so many people understand it that they're fighting with each other over what is the true form of it, you know? So I think the success for sustainability would be to reach a point where so many people are living sustainably in their own way. They've, they've done their research and everything that they are fighting with each other over which what is more sustainable. You know, like this is not the right way. No, this is how you should do it. So I think that kind of a healthy uh, competition of ideas all geared towards reaching the same goal is something I would love to see in the future. I love that. I just hope there is uh, less fight and more love. That's my kind of uh, ideal world in the future. I, I just want people... I hope we're out-competing each other by saying, this is the number of trees I planted. What did you do? You know, like, I, I hope that is what about in our life. That sounds so good. That really sounds good. Well, um, last but not the least, there is one question that I ask all my guests. If you were... To print a quote on a t-shirt, uh, what would that quote say? I think mine would be, change yourself, the world will change itself. Nice. What about you, Amrudula? I'm not sure. I would probably print a meme over it. I don't know. <laughs> I would not go for a print. I think anything that can make someone look at it and laugh, I would love a print like that. But other than that, I would actually try and not print anything because I think as someone who lives zero waste, that part of the t-shirt is very hard to take care of when you have to throw it away. So I'm so sorry to ruin your question, but I think I wouldn't print anything. I thought as much that you will probably patch it up with some old t-shirt and create some art on your t-shirt instead of printing something. So that's a valid answer. I was expecting that from you totally. Great. So um, I would like to conclude by presenting my point of view on this by saying that I'm not a purist as such when it comes to sustainability. Um, I would rather have a million of us doing things imperfectly than have a handful of people doing it perfectly. However, when you are putting out content and information for people who may be absolutely new or naive to this concept, creators must be responsible um, in what they are conveying or what they are standing out for. Thank you so much, Devyani and Ridula. It was an absolute pleasure. This conversation uh, was very real at many levels, and I absolutely love that about both of you. 
um considering this is almost a no filter podcast uh if there are any ruthlessly and brutally honest things that you want to say uh before we uh switch off please go ahead i just want uh people who post about their journey online to be as honest with their failures as possible i think we really have to get over the perfection and get over the idea that you're a failure if you're not following that perfection so yeah i th- i think enough of the purest mindset of influencing that we've been doing so far and uh, look into the more real life of everyday indians